My name is Selena DeLorenta, and you're listening to I See Things a Little Differently. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the show. I see things a little differently. I am the Soul Chemical. This is your extra this week, so I'm not going to count this as an episode. It'll be just like a special treat for you guys. I have a bunch of extra content we're doing in June, actually. I was thinking about it, and so... I've been asked, hey, you, you're dropping issues of your comic book. I, I've never talked about my books, actually, on <clears throat> excuse me, any show I've ever done. And I've been getting a bunch of requests. And yes, as I record this, uh, as, and as you're going to hear it, issue two did drop today, June 1st, 2021. But I, I will do a show, and it, that will be considered an episode. And I will drop that episode next week, maybe Tuesday of next week. So we will have... Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday shows next week. You have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday shows this week. You have the match of the month this week. So you're getting a bunch of different content. <clears throat> so, matter of fact, let me take a, a sip of water since that's going to be annoying the entire time. And let's get into it. So today we're going to do a double or nothing review. I did get a chance to watch it. I watched it yesterday, and I watched a couple things over as well. And also, I'm going to talk about the reveals, because that's what I love talking about collectibles with you guys. The people who collect as well, they always reply to me on, they always talk to me on social media. We always go back and forth replying. So this is this is fun, but we had a ton of reveals. So we're going to get into that first, and then we're going to get into we're going to get into reveals first. What I'm thinking about getting personally, and then we're going to get into the double or nothing reviews. By now, you've heard like 25 different double or nothing reviews and i'm just gonna talk about my favorite match on the card what do i thought where i think everything is going where everyone's going and then i'll do my nitpicks things that they really didn't bother me but if i'm being picky i'll say this bother me right so here we go first of all let's go to the reveals unrivaled series seven the reveal was lance archer nyla rose young bucks Again, and the FTR. So, remember, before we get into that, I just read that Shauna and Awesome Kong have been released from their contracts of AEW, or they, their contracts would not be renewed. So, essentially released. Um, so, so, someone had just asked me about, because we have a bunch of women getting figures here. Not think a bunch. I, I don't think it's a bunch. I think it's like three or four, maybe two, <clears throat> three. Um, so, they're like, do you think there could still be an all women's wave? I do. I don't know if it would sell well. Obviously, these people at Jazzwares probably do different focus groups and stuff like that. So they would know better than I would um, how that would sell. But yeah, you still have plenty of women that don't have a figure. You know, you still have Big Swole. You still have Penelope Ford. Um, I've not seen Big Swole on TV in forever. Unless I don't watch Dark Elevation or Dark. Someone has to tell me, hey... This happened on Dark. You should watch this. And I watched that one particular thing. Um, you still have Jay Cargill, who is a specimen unto herself. You would never know she had a baby because she just looks so spectacular. Um, I'm pretty sure they're, they're going to do like a different version of Brandy Rhodes as well. I mean, yeah, you can still do it. But I don't know the market for it. And I think that's where smarter people in that realm would know better than me. But anyways, Unravel 7... With Lance Archer, Nala Rose, the Bucks, and FTR, it just updated gear for the Young Bucks because the Young Bucks can change gear all the time. And they're, they're our VPs, and that's why you're going to get that many Chris Jericho's, that many Cody's, that many 
Bucks, um, MJF. Like these are just like these are the figures they know they're they're probably gonna sell well. You know, even though they have a ton of talent, will people buy those figures? Like the one thing I'm realizing, Rio is a peg warmer. Like Rio has been on pegs here for forever now. I said this. I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, I guess, on the show. But like, I thought they were at least even the th- third party people have grabbed her up by now. But no, like Rio is a serious peg woman right now, and that's crazy to me, you know. But you know, everybody had a chance, the opportunity to get her, and so I, I guess it's where Jazz wears. Uh, they fixed with Rio what they didn't do with Brandy. They put so many of Rio out there, and I'm pretty sure there's some people who are still looking for a Rio. So I can see that you know being a thing um which is why she's been a peg woman for a while you know but um yeah my my thoughts on unrivaled seven it's if i was to get any i'm obviously getting a nyla rose i'm definitely getting a nyla rose i'm on the fence about archer and ftr only because i can't remember if WWE put out an FTR or, or revival, air quotes. You can't see me doing air quotes. I don't remember if I have a revival or not. Um, but, I mean, we'll see. I know for sure I'm getting Nala Rose. I don't think this is a stronger, one of the stronger ways. Um, well, only because they have the Bucks again. But And that's be me being picky. But if push comes to shove... I would probably get Archer and FTR as well, but as of right now, I'm, I'm if it came if pre-orders came out right now, I'm only pre-ordering Rose, not like Rose. Um, but yeah, as of right now, that's the only one in the wave I know for sure I'm getting. If Puss comes to shove, I might just get the other three as well, the Lance Archer and FTR. But um, I I'm, I don't know, I'm not I'm on the fence about. It. I'm actually a bigger fan of Unrivaled Version Eight, which we'll get into in a second. Um, this is not a weak wave. It's just, um, and I'm not excited about it, I guess. You know, um, I am excited about getting an Isle of Rose. But otherwise, I don't know. Like I said, other ones I'm on the fence about. Unrivaled 8, though. This one has some re- re- redones as well. Uh, we have with Jericho coming out, a Mox coming out, Moxley, and an Orange Cassidy. I understand why the Orange Cassidy, uh, Orange Cassidy wears the same thing over and over. So that's why I'm curious to see what they're going to do. But I know why they have an Orange Cassidy on here. Because the other three are Chris Datlander and a Best Friends. So you have all the entire group together coming out in one wave. So I completely understand why they're doing it, you know. Um, the Mox and Jericho, I'm, I've seen the Jericho that they're putting out. It's cool. I'm not getting any more Jerichos. I'm not getting a Jericho. I'm not getting a Moxley. Um, I'm definitely getting a Chris Statlander. I'm not getting an Orange Cassidy. I will probably get the best friends as well. Um, but we'll see. Like I said, this wave is just like this, uh, Unrivaled 7. I'm definitely getting the women out of it because I definitely want a Chris Statlander. Uh, and I definitely want an Alla Rose. But the other ones, I'm, mm, I'm, I'm definitely, I know for sure the three I'm not getting are those. At least with the other ones, I'm kind of on the fence about. But I have to see how Unrivaled 8 looks. I have to see how they look. Like with um, Wave 6. I got a new, the new MJF only because he had the Balboa ring. I think I said that before. So for me, that's my reasoning. But I just don't, I, I need to see how they look in the, these pictures when they do reveal them. But definitely for sure, Chris Statlander I'm getting. And like I said, I may get the best friends just because, hmm, I may. But I, I don't know. We'll see. 
Then we have a new series coming out. It's called Unmatched. And this is the rumors that have been leaked for like the last month or two or whatever. Um, Unmatched Volume 1 has LJN Cody. Now, for those of you who don't know, or those of you who are new collectors, LJN used to have WWE figures back in the day where it's like, it's, they don't, there's no articulation of it. It's just literally rubber. And like they're in a, this weird shape. But it's essentially t- the same way their video game, AEW's video game, has taken a tone from No Mercy. And they have the guy who was a big part of putting No Mercy together, putting together their video game. Pretty much they're giving you old school toys as well. And these, and I guarantee you those LGNs are going to sell out. The first two LGNs are Cody and, and Darby, but not on this wave. On this wave, on Unmatched, you have the LGN Cody. Unmatched, you have Miro. You have Darby Allen, regular version, just an action figure. You have Britt Baker getting her first official figure, and I think she's a she has a chase figure too. Um, you have Kenny Omega, and you have Dustin, who's gonna have his blue gear on as opposed to his red gear. Um, the only thing I'm getting from here is Britt Baker. Um, I do think the code code code. Uh, I did get that Cody from what I think I said it before. I will get updated Kenny Omega because if you look at Wave One, you can see the flaws in their scanning system. Um, <clears throat> so I will get an update, Kenny Omega, but more more than likely, I'm definitely getting a Britt Baker. And see, that's the thing. I have a Miro. No, technically it's a Rusev, air quotes, but it's a Rusev, but it's an autograph Rusev because I met Rusev. Like he came to a restaurant I worked there and got him to send me an autograph, give me an autograph, um, which he loved, I'm sure. Um, so I was like kind of on the fence about even do, getting that, but I do have a, a Miro already. It's a WWE version. It's a Rusev. I may get a Miro. Um, I'm not sure. But if that's one I'm going to... I'm on the fence about, that's the one I'm on the fence about with this wave. The Britt Baker I'm getting without a doubt. You know, that's what I've been clamoring for. Um, Unmatched Volume 2. They they dropped a lot of volumes. Um, you have Tay Conti. You have Sting. You have Wardlow. Wardlow. You have Proud and Powerful. MJF. So I'm definitely getting a Tay Conti. And I wasn't going to get a Sting, because I know for a fact I have a black and white version of Sting in my collection in Atlanta. So like I don't need another Sting, blah blah. blah. But that's the, that and Wardlow I'm on the fence about getting. If I, but if I had, if you put a gun in my head right now, I'm probably getting the Sting for sure. You know, um, I have to see. Honestly, also a big point of thing is. I don't know what makes these different or why it's called unmatched as opposed to unrivaled. You know, no one's explained that to me. I've asked a couple of people. No one, no one really knows. So I'm curious about it. Um, but I'm definitely getting to take Conti from this wave. This is the one I'm for sure getting. Unmatched 3 is completely dark order. With the exception of the LGN version of Darby Allen. You have Brody Lee. You have Anna Jay. Uh, John Silver, Uno, and Grayson. I'm definitely getting... Brody Lee's going to probably sell out. So, if I can get Brody Lee pre-order, I'll get Brody Lee. I'll get an Anna J for sure. Those are two for sure I'm getting from that wave. Now, Anna Jay's the for sure because I'm, I don't know when they're going to drop this pre-order, but once it drops, I'm just assuming everyone's going to go for the... Now, in fairness to Ringside Collectibles... They have wised up. I think it's only a, two, a limit of two. So, you know, we're going to see how that works out. But, yeah, 
Um, those are the two I'm getting from that wave. Then the last reveal is a brand new authentic scale ring with a, a ref Aubrey <laughs> with her first figure. Um, I do want a more authentic ring. I, I've, I've been kind of flirting with the NXT War Games ring, but I just I haven't pulled a trigger on it. So, so that lets me know I didn't really want it. I don't really want it. So, so I may actually get this authentic scale ring with ref Aubrey. Um, once again, I have to look, I have to look at the price points on all these things. Like, I'm wondering if Unmatch is going to be like 50, 60 bucks a figure. You know what I'm saying? I wonder if that's going to be a thing. I'm assuming this ring, most of their rings are like $89 or something like that. So I'll have to see how that all that is. Um, but if it's normal prices, then I may get more. If it's like, and that's the thing also, I have to see, like, there was no look at these figures. I mean, there was computer scans, but they're going to look completely different than that. You know, so I have to see how that is when it comes down to it. You know what I'm saying? But they revealed a lot at this fan fest. I'm assuming once All Out happens, they're going to have their fan fest and it's going to be a lot of stuff going on there, a lot of things to be sold, all that good stuff. So we'll see how that happens. But anyways, that is the reveals. That is my opinion on them, the ones I may get, may not get. Um, but right now, like I said, for sure I'm getting all the women. So I think it's like four women, Nyla Rose, Chris Statlander, Britt Baker, Tay Conti, and well, five in Anna J. Um, I'm definitely getting those, but otherwise, the rest of them, I don't know. We'll have to see. Um, anyways, let's get to double or nothing. That's what you're here for, right? Um, I thought it was a strong show. You know, it was a four hour show. All their pay per views are going to be close to four hours because there's only four of them. I know some people, it bob that bothers them, but to me, that doesn't bother me because I don't watch Dark Elevation. I don't watch Dark. I only watch fucking uh dynamite so for me four hours every four months i just don't have a problem with it you know i just don't care um i i, I don't think it's too much and i don't think it's too less if it was three hours they couldn't get all the stuff they get on the card in proper timing and so i'm okay with it so anyways the show starts off on the kickoff show serena deep defends the NWA championship. She's had that NWA World's Championship, Women's Championship, longer than I, I thought. Especially now with NWA running shows again, I thought for sure she would have been dropped that thing pretty fast. But um, that she still has it. And uh, and uh, if I have one critique on this show, a lot of baby faces tapping out. A lot of baby faces tapping out. And I say a lot, just two. But I mean, if, I just thought that was interesting booking. Um, but Serena Deeb makes Rio tap out to defend her NWA Women's Championship. Let's get to the main card. Hangman and Page versus Brian Cage. Hangman gets his win back. And I, I, this is just my opinion. I think I said this on the show before. All Out is the time that Hangman's going to get his World Heavyweight Championship. Dude, he, we got, he lost to Brian Cage a few weeks ago. Knocked him out of the top five. He went from number one contender all the way down. And it's crazy because you can tell it's all part of the story. He has literally one loss this year in singles competition to Brian Cage. That shouldn't drop you all the way down. To, it should drop you one or two spots, but not all the way down to number seven or whatever it was. So it's clear they're doing it to build him back up. He's clearly over in front of these fans. Um, I, my opinion, Hangman's getting that belt next. Then MJF is going to be able to take it from him, barring any injury or anybody leaving the company, blah, blah, blah. 
But this was a good match. And Brian Cage is so turning face on Team Taz. They, and, and he's going to feud with Ricky Starks. And that's going to be a fun feud. Um, but that was a good match. Next up, the Bucks defeated Moxley and Eddie Kingston. This took me by a little surprise. I thought they would give Mox and Eddie Kingston a token little run with those tag team titles. They would have looked good on them. But they wanted to keep the elite strong, I guess. Um, but this is a fun match. Hearing a full crowd sing Wild Thing and seeing John Moxley and Eddie Kingston go through the crowd, it was definitely fun to see. But this was a good match, too. The Casino Battle Royal had the biggest surprise tonight with Jungle Boy winning. You know, Jungle Boy winning, eliminating Christian Cage in the end. He will get his AEW World Championship match, I think, June 11th against Kenny Omega. He's obviously not winning, but, I mean, this guy's going to be a megastar. If he keeps doing things he needs to do, he will be a megastar. Uh, up next was uh, the, the, the match that perplexed me the most, and that, but I'm thinking about it now. I've, right before I hit the record button here, something just kind of clicked in me. So Cody defeated Anthony Agogo. And I was like, well, Cody shouldn't have won that match. you know. And everyone, everyone knows I'm a huge Cody fan. I don't, there's no hiding my Cody fandom, right? And I, I've been thinking about that for like the last couple days. And right before I hit record to record the show, I was thinking about something. I was like, huh, I wonder, because everyone's thinking like this was his win and go be a daddy uh, match, right? It, but it got me thinking. Cody literally went away for a month. And he dropped the TNT Championship in dramatic fashion to Mr. Brody Lee. He's obviously not going anywhere for right now. So I would have to assume, even though he ate some of those uh, Anthony Gogo punches, there's something bigger here, and Cody's going to put this guy over. I, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing at this point. Um, I'm guessing that something bigger is at stake, and Cody's going to put this guy over before he goes to Daddy Daycare. Um, but I'm, I'm just... Assuming Cody's going to do the right thing by that. Because this didn't Anthony and Gogo no favors. And this was an all right match. It was probably the weakest match on the card. Miro. The Lance Archer. There couldn't have been no other outcome, unfortunately, for Archer. Two years in a row, he's had, TN, he's had a shot at the TNT Championship. Last year in 2020, it was the finals of the TNT Championship. He lost to Cody. And then this year, he, he, he passes out to Miro. Um, Miro can't lose right now. <laughs> Unfortunately, someone had to lose this match, and it wasn't going to be anything. It wasn't going to be a false finish. It was, it, someone had to win. Miro had to win this match. Britt Baker makes Sheeta tap out. I, I was surprised Sheeta tapped. You know, I thought maybe she would have tapped, but I guess they just did the pass out thing the match before. Um, but for her to tap, I was really surprised. Um, obviously, it was distractions from Rebel. Rebel messed up and hit Britt with the, the, the crutch one time, but... I thought there would be a little bit more, less of a, it just felt more like a real clean victory for Britt Baker. Um, the cool, the coolest moment though for me was, obviously Sheeta's the face, Baker's the heel, but in front of that crowd, I think everyone's been waiting for Britt to win that championship, especially since she had that knockout drag down brawl with Thunder Rosa. I think that really put her on the mat with fans. Like, people already like their heel work. She's obviously a, 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 as big a cunt as you can get. Um, but, um, I probably shouldn't say that, but she's, she's, a, she's a bitch. Um, but the coolest moment was having Tony Schiavone leave the broadcast booth and they hugged it out. Obviously, that's a 
someone that's helped her out a lot. I think I even saw on Twitter or someone screenshot something from Twitter where um, Candice LeRae said, uh, congratulations. And she said, thanks, mom. So apparently the, I'm assuming Candice LeRae has helped her out a lot as well. So that, that was a good, good moment. I, I guess I was just surprised at how, to me, it was just a clean win for freaking Brit. I was just surprised by that. I don't know why, but I was. Next up to me was my favorite match on the card. I just loved everything about this match. Um, it was fun. It was revealing. It was nerve-wracking. It was all the above, but it was a fun match. The, the, to me, the outcome was never in doubt, but you had Sting and Darby Allin defeating Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. Everything was perfect about this match, from the way Scorpio Sky suplexed Sting on the ramp to Sting no-selling no it to him pushing his face down and then him throwing the shirt in the crowd and jumping off. Like Everything Sting did was cringeworthy he's like oh don't hurt yourself but at the same time it was cool to see and and stinging the pin over scorpio sky i know people were like oh he's he's, he's an old guy I, he he's not they weren't gonna win <laughs> it's kind of like when the miz and our true fought rock and seen that survivor series even though mira excuse me, even though truth and um miz were the hot team at that point in time they weren't winning that match um, this was a fun match. They also on top of that, you think about what they've done. Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky have gotten a lot, have gotten a lot over on these guys. As much they got more over than what AJ Styles did to Undertaker. Undertaker just did everything anything he wanted, you know. So nah, I just I can't agree with that. I think this was a good match. It was a fun match. and the way even the way it ended with Scorpio Sky going for the his cutter and then it being blocked by Sting and then Scorpion Death Drop one two three. This was my favorite match to watch. I could watch this match over. It was just fun. Uh, the World Heavyweight Championship match, triple threat match was next. Kenny Omega defeated Orange Cassidy and Pac. Um, I know some people felt like the the, the match was overbooked. Um, I have a feeling you're going to have a lot of matches like that with Kenny, Kenny Omega until he drops those belts. Um, that's just my opinion on that. I still thought it was a great triple threat match. I actually like triple threat matches. I'm not one of these people who doesn't like it. I mean, it's obviously formulaic. But I enjoyed it. I thought Orange Cassidy was super over. They, they did a great job of teasing. Orange might pull the upset of the year off. But I mean, knew he wasn't. But they did a great job of making you believe that. And the way Kenny Omega barely skimmed by. Put over Pac, who got hit with all four championship belts. And put over Orange Cassidy. You know, so I thought it was a good match. But I can understand why people will be frustrated. Because there can be some overbooking at times, which is going to happen with anything. Last but not least, the Inner Circle defeated the Pinnacle and Stadium Stampede 2. I thought this was cool. I actually enjoyed Stadium Stampede 1 more. I did like the cameos here. Uh, Urban Meyer, Charlie Strong. Urban Meyer saying, holy shit, you know, that was cool. Um, the Conan cameo where he's the DJ and they give they put the camera up, the LAX reference and callback. That's cool. Um, so I thought the cameos were cool. I actually preferred... Um, yeah, I actually preferred uh, one. Uh, and I was surprised at this outcome, too. I was surprised Inner Circle got the win. I was really surprised. But you know what? Good for them. You know, Maybe, maybe they should have a run as baby faces and... Um, Eventually, they'll get away from each other, the pinnacle and everything. But right now, what else are they going to do? 
you know, the main event scene is pretty much taken right now, you know, and so they've been distracted with each other. I think you can keep them distracted until All Out. Maybe you have a blow-off match between, between Jericho and uh, um, MJF at All Out. You know, obviously, I think the, way, the only way to end this is probably with one-on-one matches, but who knows? I don't know. I mean, it was good to see Sammy Guevara getting the win for his team um, over Sean Spears. Um, they embraced. They hugged. It was, it was good. Overall, this was a strong show. It was good to see a full, packed crowd. That was freaking awesome. Um, I enjoyed every second of it. Um, I would give this a, I would give this show, mm, I'll give it a B, a B minus. You know, like I said, the nitpicks, um, the tapping out from Rio, I kind of understood, you know, because Rio had beat Serena Dib in that tournament, so she had to win. But I was surprised at how clean Britt went, which is fine. I'm not mad about that. But this is the nitpick part of it, right? I just thought I just thought she should probably passed out. I thought, with well, anything, but once again, I get, I get it. They just did the pass out thing with Miro and Archer, so not everyone could be protected properly, but. I, I get, and, and, and no disrespect to shit, she's had a, a year-long run, and I just don't know what you do with her next, you know, um, I think everyone's thinking that that belt, Britt's gonna hold for a while, but she's gonna hold it until she loses that belt to Thunder Rosa, that's not guaranteed, you know, I know her contract comes up with NWA at the end of the year, um, but who's to say she's gonna want to be running AEW, I have no idea, but anyways, that is the review of the show, my thoughts on the the figure releases and the waves. Um, yeah, I said, this won't be a considered an episode. This is just going to be like how I recorded that when Bobby won a few months ago after he won a WWE title. That's not technically an episode. It's just extra content. This will just be extra content. The Messina episode will drop next Tuesday. I'm going to record it sometime this week. Later on next Tuesday. That will be an episode um, that will no, it will count as our, our episode numbers. Um, but yeah, Look out for all the extra, con- con- extra content you're getting. Um, that is your review of Devil or Nothing. I am the Slow Chemical, and I am out of here. <laughs>